You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Piston Podcast, episode 14 already, recorded today, or not today if you're listening in the future, and the 3rd of July 2020. This podcast is different unexpectedly because unfortunately my friend Matthew Loverhouse is back on the show. Thank you for that scream. Yes. Um, so Matthew Loverhouse, um, would you like to explain to the listeners uh, how, we, how we actually know each other? Uh, we know, well we used to, go, well we still go to the same school obviously, but we met in... 2017 it was. 2017, yeah. Um, three years, nearly. Yes, Jesus. Sounds really, uh, puts me off living slightly, if I'm honest. But yeah, we've Jeez. known each other for three years, and we both like cars, that's why we're friends. If it wasn't for cars, we'd probably hate each other. We do anyway, we hate each other. Oh, yeah. Just need to get that back in the open uh, before we start the podcast. But he's on the show because we've got to talk about some stuff to do with our YouTube channel. Because um, at the start of this year, we started our own YouTube channel yes. called All Things Auto. Oh, it was in September, wasn't it? The, no, we, we discussed it in September, but we actually started it in January. Oh, yeah. yeah it was the yeah. end of January, the, the video that got like 400 views, even though it was like 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, but on the YouTube channel, it's it's... Car related, it's bike related, it's basically everything automotive. Um, yeah. But there hasn't been a lot of car content, and that's because we've been struggling to get hold of cars, obviously, with the lockdown. But we put a post out onto the Nantwich Facebook page and on all of the Facebook pages and everywhere, really, um, basically saying, Has anybody got a car we can borrow? So um, a lot of people got back in touch. So we do have a lot of cars that we can review for a podcast, which is fantastic news. So yes, coming up yes. on the channel, there will be a lot of videos about many interesting cars. There's a Toyota GT86. There's, there's, just, there's just all sorts. I'm not going to spoil it because there's so many supercars as well, hot hatches, the lot. Yes. It's very exciting. Um, other than cars, we do bike-related stuff as well. Loads of bicycle bike rides and bicycle Nonsense. Stuff and then, like Carrera. Cra- Would you like to talk about your uh, Carrera, Daniel? Uh, I, we could do, I suppose. But um, if you're not interested in bikes, maybe just skip. Um, but um, basically, I have a Carrera Banshee bicycle that is basically like a project bike. Um, a lot of stuff has been done to it, and a lot of money has been spent on it. Too much. About a week or two ago now, I think it's about two weeks now, isn't it? Two weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we went out, and Matthew said, Oh, let's go down here. Let's go down here. So I did. I followed him. He made it through okay. I didn't. Because a stick, it was more of a branch, dodged the a front stick. wheel and went into my back wheel um, and basically caught the derailleur, bent that and bent literally everything. But, fingers crossed, it should be back on the road. Uh, but that's not the only thing that just got destroyed because on the way home I decided to drag it. And it exploded, like an idiot. No, you literally dragged it by the rear tyre all the way back to yours. It was a good job. I cycled all the way to yours. It was. Yes, it was actually. God, you're such an idiot. Yeah, it, it's probably just as well I wasn't any further away. It's just down the road from where I live. Uh, but yeah, let's not talk about that because that's not very interesting, is it? I find it very interesting. No, listeners don't need to know about that. But anyway, subscribe to All Things Auto. Yes. Um, we'll talk about it again later on at near the end of the podcast as another bit of promo promotions because we're boring. But yeah, subscribe because um, we have how many subscribers now? 68. 68. Wow. That is, that is riveting. It's just mm. It makes you feel famous. But um, yeah, subscribe to that and um, yeah, we'll be ever so grateful. 
So, um, let's just discuss what has been going on in the motor industry since last week, since the last podcast came out, which you can listen to on <coughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, oh, everywhere. I interviewed a guy called Noel, uh, Noel Huggett, and we talked about all sorts, MG Rovers and stuff like that. It's very, very interesting. Um, but since then, quite a bit has happened, so we're going to talk about all of the latest car news, and this is from drivetribe.com. Mm. So, um, Matthew, would you like to um, kick off with the first story? The first story is um, Ford Performance will offer off-road packages for uh, US uh, Rangers, you know, Ranger Raptors. You yeah, won't know, yeah. Daniel, because you're not really into American pickups and American cars. And I stuff. like them, but I'm not obsessed. That's the thing. Mm. I'd rather have European, like a Toyota Hilux. I would have a Dodge Ram. That Dodge Ram, the Laramie Dodge Ram, oh, the the best car ever. Literally, watch yeah. watch uh, Matt Watson Carwell uh, review on the Dodge Ram Laramie. Yeah, I think that. it's called. I've seen that, and it, it's it's that very nice, really nice. But he said he would buy one if it was if in they were in the UK. But the thing is with these Dodge Rams and stuff like that is they are enormous and pretty impossible to have in the UK. There's a Ram near you, and it's just humongous, so big. Yeah, he's got loads of pickup trucks. He's got an old an old. Um, I've seen them. Everyone yeah. 50, hasn't he? And he's got a few vans. Yeah. Looks really good. Really, yeah. really good. They are nice, actually. They are very, very nice. But I've got a picture on my phone, and it's a Dodge Ram in America next to a Fiat Panda. And the size difference is just immense. Yes. It's yes. absolutely crazy. Um, I would post it online, but the thing is, it's not my photo, so I might get into trouble for it. But, um, yeah, it's just it's crazy. I think they're a bit too big. But... That's coming from a guy that likes tiny cars, so everything seems massive to him. Um, but yeah, the next story, because let's move on from that, because we just ramble. Um, this has been in the news. Um, it's quite exciting, actually. Tesla is now more valuable than Ford, General Motors, BMW, and VW combined. Really? No way. Yes, that is true. No. It is true. It is no. true. How? Um, and it's um, Toyota has always been the um, most valuable car company on the planet in terms of money and stuff like that. And Tesla's just overtaken them. Tesla is now the most valuable car brand in the world. And that's because of, obviously, Elon Musk has got multiple companies like SpaceX and stuff like that. So um, a lot of money has gone towards it and people are buying Teslas because they seem to be... It's also because of the uh, petrol and diesel ban. So no yes. petrol or diesel cars will ever be made again. From 2035. Yeah. And then you can't have a petrol or diesel car on the road. Yeah. Are in 2055 or 65? It seems ages away, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It will be 60. Yeah, something like oh, that. So, Jesus. really, I'm not that worried. But I like electric cars just as much as petrol or diesel cars. Mm, I don't. Okay, explain. It, it, for city driving, electric cars better. But for long journeys, petrol and diesel are just better. And for tr track driving, okay. Yeah. I mean. What 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 are you gonna choose? Tesla Model S or Lamborghini Huracan Performante, whatever it's called. Yeah, there is that. Um, I think the Tesla Roadster's coming out soon, isn't it? I I'm actually looking forward to that. It will be good. I'd like I for some reason I really like that. But to be honest, I am not as keen on Teslas as I was say a few years ago. I'd rather have something like a Kia Soul EV or something like that, which sounds ridiculous, but I just <sighs> would. Because Tesla are a performance or an uh, electric car performance brand, I would say, because they make performance electric cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamborghini make performance supercars, and Ferrari make 
you know, performance cars. So yeah. they're not just going to make a hatchback. So I don't see why Tesla should, you know? Yeah, I see, I see, I see that point. But they just need to make more affordable cars, really. That's what I think. De- Tesla Roadster, that is not 60. I've seen it, a video on YouTube, and lots of us have. Yes, and, yes. And it's claimed not 60 of, like, what was it? 1.8 or 1.9? I think it's 1.9, but that is just For crazy. 200 grand. Yeah. Oh, well, $200,000, let's just say. Yes. That is, that is such good value for money. It's quite amazing, to be honest. But they they do need to sort of cut their prices a little bit, especially for like the S and the X and stuff like that. The yeah, the X is my favourite Tesla by far, but it is it's massive and it's too expensive. One hundred and fifty. I know, but for a family car, you wouldn't pay that, would you? You wouldn't uh, pay pounds, that. I think I'm not too sure. When you've got other petrol and diesel cars sort of similar, the same, then how are people going to get on board? With the electric invention, if the, if the prices are that high, hopefully they will be they'll become cheaper because they're manufacturing cars in China now. So mm. hopefully it'll be easier to make them and cheaper. So yeah, electric cars still need to come down in price a little bit more. But let's move on from that story. Let's go into another one. Um, uh, what else has been going on? Um, apparently, the hardest part of the new Mustang Mac One. Um, was to design the logo. It wasn't the engine, it wasn't the gearbox, it wasn't the clutch, anything like that. Mm. It was the logo, which is quite unusual. Why do they... Do you know what I don't get about uh, car companies? Why what? are they making old, uh, do you know, like, models of their car- of their past yeah. cars, which were brilliant? I've seen... I know I'm basically just stealing this point from Richard Hammond when he did a video on DriveFab. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying it's, it is just a name, basically. I think they should just do a new design. I like retro design, but I think now, especially in these times, we should just come up with something brand new. Do you know? Yeah, there is that. But saying that, I do actually like the mini electric that's just come out, which I reviewed a few weeks ago with a plug. My favourite one is probably the Hombre. VW ID Buzz. Considering I own, well, my dad owns, yes, a... Yes. Uh, T1 uh, VW campervan from 1959. Let's just put this all aside and talk about that machine itself. Just the give, machine. Give a quick overview of the vehicle. Um, well, I've done more of it on the YouTube channel, which you should go check out. All things auto. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But basically, 1.8 uh, air cooled flat four. Yeah. About 100 horsepower. Not much, obviously, but it's from the 1950s. Yeah, it does feel quick, nevertheless, because it's quite lightweight and stuff like that. So mm. y- you can't really complain. I've been in it countless times now, going to these car shows with you. Mm. And it's just amazing. And I think it looks great as well, because of the Porsche yellow colour. And it's just so nice. It's it is, really nice. It's always been you know, my dream car. That's the car that got me yeah, into cars. Yeah, of course, cars. of course. It's like me with the 2CV. It was just the yeah. car that got me into cars. Um, but... Yeah, you'll get these cars that sometimes are so special to you, but not so special to other people because they don't understand oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure you've had people going, oh, it's just a van or something like that to you, when yeah. it's actually much more than just a van, and I know that. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like that with our Fiat Panda. People say it's just a Panda, like you, for example. It's just a Panda. It's just I a Panda. like your Fiat Panda, but, but I'd rather have an ABBA. 500, which is bikes. And speaking of ABBA 500s, yes. let's uh, get on. With this review. Yes, so every week uh, I do a review on the podcast, and I still do a review even when I have guests on. It's the only segment that we sort of keep 
when I have a guest on, it's doing a review, and then we can chat about that car, uh, which I reviewed. So this week, it suits um, Matthew very well. It's the Abarth 595. You used to have one, didn't you? We're, we're, we're well, it wasn't a 955. I just want to make that clear. It was a 500. 500. We're doing the 595, um, and we'll sort of talk about the, you know, um, the range, the ranges and, and we'll stuff like that. talk about what happened to my... Yes. Very <laughs> sad. What happened to my Abarth? What was it called again? Uh... Filippo. Because Filippo. no, the guy we bought it off was called Filippo, and because it had the worst like voice control sat nav yeah, sort like of thing. Awesome. Linguatronics, I think it's called. We couldn't really call our car after the guy we bought it from because his name was Gary, and you can't really call it Gary the Panda, can you really? <laughs> um, but yeah, the Abarth five nine five. You can yes. pick one up starting at just over eighteen grand, which is quite acceptable to be honest for the car. It the is. The second hand market is usually around four grand. Four yeah. to five grand depends. They do go quite cheap. I'd probably get one of them, to be honest. Um, mm. If you compare that to the Panhandred HP, I'm only comparing it to that because I know quite a bit about them. Um, when they were new, they were ten grand, and now they're about two. So you get less of a car, but it is half of the price. Mm. And me personally, I don't know if I'd spend the extra two or three grand to get that extra thirty horsepower or something. I would because I just I think it looks better. Your Panda looks great. Your Panda wanted a horsepower. You've you said that probably every single yeah, podcast. Every single, it's brought up all the time. If yeah. you didn't know, he has a Fiat Panda 100 horsepower. Yes, wow. yes. You didn't know. Yeah. Did you know I have a Fiat Panda 100? Sorry, sorry, let's carry on. It's front-wheel drive, obviously, and it's powered by a 1.4-litre four-cylinder turbo engine. Mm. The exact same engine that was in the Panda, they just put a turbo on it, which is good, gives it more horsepower. But obviously, you gain the turbo lag, but after you've had the turbo lag, it does go like hell. Um, so... It, it does work very well with the Panda. There is no turbo lag, and it is it's slower, but um, it just it accelerates straight away. So you could take your pick, really. Brake horsepower sort of ranges between 135 and 180. I've been speaking to people on Twitter, and they've got like a 200 horsepower bath, and it's just wicked. It's so so crazy. Um, Matthew, we didn't mention the torque of the car. Oh yeah, it has 200. Uh, and 30 to 250 uh, newton meters of torque, depending yes. on which uh, model you go for. 0 to 60, that is around, uh, well, it can either be a 6.5, I think that's on the 695 by Posto. Yes, that would be. Or I think for this one, it's just a 7.8. But that still is very nippy for a little It's car. very, very good. The Panda's 9.5, so that's that's a massive improvement from the turbo. Uh, top speed, 135, 239 miles per hour, so around the 130s, really, depending on what model you get. It weighs just over one tonne. It sort of it depends, again, on what model you get. CO2 emissions, something we have to discuss, obviously, because of the current situation in the world. Um, 139 grams per kilometre, which is all right. That's it's, it's pretty good. Less than the Panda. It does about 158. But the EU, uh, I've been watching lots of uh, Auto Trader at the moment with R- R- Rory Reed. Is he yeah, yeah. going on about the uh, emissions? And every car manufacturer has to average uh, 95 grams of CO2 in their whole like range. So th- that doesn't mean like every car has to be 95 grams, but if say Remember when Aston Martin had to make the uh, the Signet that horrible thing because hmm. of their emissions? It's a bit like how car manufacturers are going to have to do that Yeah. to you know, keep their figures yeah. down. Uh, the future of the Abarth will be worrying, of course, because um, you just don't know. But if they made an electric one, I think that would be quite good, to be honest, don't you think? Yeah, they do make... 
I think they make a Fiat 500e, don't they? Which yeah. is fully... Well, they, they, they do they've make made, a hybrid. They made an electric... Well, hybrid panel. thousand well. pounds. There's a lot, to be honest. A bit too much. Anyway, back to the car. Uh, it's a four-seater, but it's only three doors. And I think that's where I... Um, it, where it falls down for me personally because the Panda's a five door and you can only get it as a five door the Abarth is only a three door and I find because before we had uh, we'll come on to this in a minute before we had the Panda we had a Toyota Yaris uh, rest in peace which has just recently been sold yeah we'll talk about that in a minute but it was a three door and going to a five door car for the little car you can you re- it's just such a help because you, mm. you with a three door, you forget about the back seats, don't you? Really, you just forget about them. But it's so useful having the five door car because it means we've been using the Panda really as a family car recently, going to like the shops, the four of us, and stuff like that. And it's perfect because you've got the five doors and the tall headroom. But the Abarth, because it's more of a cutesy shape, you sacrifice that headroom and stuff like that in the back. So for me, I think that's where it falls down a bit. Mm. But it is still a very, very good car. If the, that car isn't for you, of course, you can go for the 100 HP, which now goes for about, I don't know, one to two grand. Ours is just over two grand, because it's a fairly good one. Um, you can get a Mini Cooper S. You can get a Renault Twingo 133 RS. There's loads of cars you can get. You can take your mm. pick. Pros and cons for the Abarth. Pros. I've got like many, to... many pros, but I'm only going to list three. It's a cute, desirable, and it's a fun car to drive. It is fun. Yeah, I've never been in one, but that might change I've on all been, things auto. Well, you know, we owned one, and we'll get to that store, that sad story of why we don't own one anymore. Yes. In a bit. Cons. I'll mention this. You get a bit of turbo lag, obviously, but you get it with every car. You get it with our Scenic. Uh, it's quite jumpy at low speeds. You get that in the Panda as well, because obviously they share the same clutch, gearbox, engine, and stuff like that. Mm. The only difference is the turbo. That's it, really. It's exactly same. A few other stuff. It's quite minimal, really, the changes. But, um, your brakes, definitely. Your brakes, yeah, they are slightly better. Um, but, yeah, they are quite jumpy, especially if you have it in sport mode, because they say sport mode doesn't do much, but it does. It does. I notice the difference, especially. Um, it also, it's not the best build quality. It's not the best build no. quality. Now, you can explain a bit about this. Yeah, when we owned it, um, the door handles fell off many, many times. Lots of stuff was just cheap and plasticky, but I didn't care. I don't care. I really want one. I really want my parents to buy another one because, well, yeah. now this brings me on to why we don't have one anymore. Right. And that is, um, well, it was at a spa car park. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to talk about it, but I will. <laughs> it was at a uh, spa car park. I, th- I think I'm not too sure about that. Uh, my mum was in the Abarth, just doing a... Wanted to get something from the shops. Then a truck decided to reverse into the Abarth, which was just lovely. And uh, it was the truck's fault completely. The truck um, could not... I don't think the truck could see her, really. But um, my mum got the full insurance claim. And so, you know, that was good. After that, the, though, the car's never the same. Repaired. Yeah, it wasn't the same. The paint wasn't the same didn't look as nice so we had to get rid of it and now we have a slightly boring audi a4 quattro sport yeah it's one of them cars you have to have a ride in one to sort of understand it to be honest what the audi yeah your audi because you look at it and you think it's just an audi that's what my mum thinks it's just an audi and it's just a bit dull but if you were to go in it and put your foot down you would you would actually see the appeal because it feels quality you feel the torque and it's just a very well put together car. So I would I wouldn't diss your Audi at all, really. 
No, no, it's Good. a it's a brilliant car for us, but you just miss your abba. <laughs> I really want my abba. Of course, of course. Oh, I actually cried when we sold it. Did you? Seriously? Yeah, I can imagine actually. Sad, sad moment. And uh, talking of getting rid of cars and crying, uh, we've recently got rid of a car. So if you'd like to step away from the microphone, I'm just going to explain a bit. Um, basically, um, uh, we've had this past few three years, we've had a Toyota Yaris, and it's a one litre VVTi, one litre, and it's been absolutely perfect. I'll probably do a bit more of a review on it on the podcast in a few weeks, hopefully, if all goes well. And um, the Panda arrived unexpectedly in March after we borrowed one off a guy, off a guy called Acer. And um, because we got that car literally so quickly, I mean, we had to get rid of the Toyota and lockdown started, so we had to keep it for a bit. But then a few days ago, obviously, lockdown's eased and stuff like that, a bit better. So we listed the car. Second day on the market, it sold. Um, a man and his daughter came to see it. It was his daughter's first car. And instantly, they just bought it. Didn't even take it for a test drive, uh, but they just bought it. And then we dropped it round. We had a massive faff with V5 documents and stuff like that. But it's all okay in the end. Still, it's still nowhere to be seen. It'll probably turn up in about a year. But it is sorted with V62 documents instead and stuff like that. New V5's on the way, blah, blah, blah. But the Toyota's now gone. And we did a... Because obviously we had to deliver it to them. We did a final drive. So my dad was in the Panda. And me and my mum were in the Yaris. And my brother stayed at home. And we did a little convoy. And it's sort of like the last time the cars would see each other. And I'd be in a Toyota. And what was so awful is we left the car in their driveway. We all hopped inside the Panda. And we we drove off. And I... When we saw the gate close on Timmy the Toyota, oh, it's God. just why do you name your cars? Timmy the Toyota. You call Filippo. Filippo the above. That's that's the guy who he bought it from. Yeah, I'm not gonna call a yeah the uh, Panda Gary, am I? You got to give a car a name. You've got to give a car a name. Um, but yeah, it's very sad. The Toyota's now gone. I just before it went on the day it was gonna go, I did record a YouTube video for my channel. Um, so that'll be out soon, and I'm I'm also midway through writing an article on the Yaris as well, sort of linking to that video. So they'll be out soon. I'll discuss it later on. Um, but yeah, it's gone. But I quickly just before we move on to other topics, it's about me. Sorry, but I've just um, released an article last Sunday, uh, the day the other podcast released, um, and it was about the Suzuki Jimny because the Suzuki Suzuki Jimny is now going off sale in the in 2021 because of emissions and stuff like that. So I did a farewell article. It's on Drive Tribe. Just go to drivetribe.com, then search for Daniel's Tribe, and then you'll see there Suzuki Jimny farewell. And it did very well. But it's very sad, and it had quite a sad reaction, people sharing their love for the Jimny. Now, we both love the Jimny, don't we? Oh, yeah, the the Mark III especially. My uncle, he actually... Uh, no, not uncle, sorry. My godfather, he actually had... A, uh, I think a Mark One Suzuki Jimny. Yes. Which he rolled. Which would be the LJ uh, I Twenty. I don't. Oh, I don't like which, it which means say, oh, it's the LJ no, no, or the R2 called, or the R3 or something. It wasn't called the Jimny. It wasn't called the Jimny. That's the thing. It was called the LJ, which means light Jeep. Well, yeah. The the Suzuki Jimny for me. I prefer a Suzuki Jimny. You prefer a Fiat Panda four by four because it's Fiat Panda. Probably. I like them both, but. Fitbanner 4x4 is a bit more usable on the roads because it's not so spongy and stuff like that. But the Jimny's probably a bit more capable because of the ladder chassis and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, it's very good. It's very, very sad. Um, but we've got to say goodbye to some of these cars, and it is a massive, massive shame. Um, but yeah, some things just have to go, don't they, really? Um, right, what else is in the car news this week? Let's scroll down on my PC. 
Um, what's this? Dodge unveils a violently powerful new lineup for the war on Priuses. That's what Drive Driver said. The most powerful current editions of the Durango, Challenger and Charger arrived together with over 2,300 horsepower between them. And that is amazing. And I've got good news, actually. Um, I got driving experience last Christmas, and it's now booked. So I'll be driving a Dodge, Challenger, a Chevrolet Camaro, and a Jaguar F-Type, I think it is. So I'll do a review in each of them. I'll spread it out um, for three weeks or so. So that'll be very, very good. I'm quite excited for that. That is in September, I think. Uh, there's a new Kia K5, sorry, and it's got 290 horsepower. And it's inspired by the Kia Stinger. It's probably going to be the replacement. And it actually looks quite good. Kia are on a roll. What do you think of that? The new Kia K5. Uh, I didn't... I don't know. Kia... Stinger's good. If I... No, I'd, if I'd buy... I used to like the Stinger. A Kia... I'd get a Kia CGT. Right. But or a Picanto I, GT. I like the Picanto um, GT. I think that's quite cool. Although I do like the Sportage. That is a good car. Yeah. Yeah, the Sportage is a good car. It's great looking. Another piece of little bits of car news is Porsche. This is very good news, actually. Porsche is building a cheaper Taycan with more range. It's basically the entry-level version with um, longer range, really, um, which is fantastic. Because what people want is an electric car with longer range with less gadgets, because that's what you know some people want. Mm-hmm. But I-, I can't imagine it'll be cheap, because it's Porsche, isn't it? So it's oh. probably going to be... Um, a bit more expensive but if it's cheaper then that's all right and let's just i'm excited to see how cheap it will be have you seen the news this week there's a new bentley bentayga yeah i like the look of that i really do i think it looks good I think i've it been looks really in good. the um old bent well not well not old i mean yeah, like me too. The, the bentayga before you know the facelift and that me too they're fantastic machines it's not. It's. I don't know if it's actually the best car. I did a uh, article on the Bentley Bentayga. If you want to go check that out. Yes. Uh, uh, on my Drive Tribe, Matthew Loverhouse, I think it's called. Yes. Anyway, I went in that, and it was absolutely brilliant. I don't think it's the best car I've been in because I think the best car I've ever been in is a McLaren 570s. And speaking of that specific 570s. We will hopefully be doing a review on that uh, very yes. soon on a very, stuff. hopefully, sunny and dry day. Hopefully. That'll be, yeah, fingers crossed for that day. Um, yeah, it'll be very good. Coming up to 26, 27 minutes on the podcast, so uh, I've got to do the last bits of promo and then probably cut it out soon, because you're going on holiday this weekend, aren't you? In your yes, I am, event. and I have to leave here in 20 minutes. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> well, good luck with that. What time have you got to be home again? Is it half... Half two. Half it'll it'll two. only take me half. You've got, half, you've, got, you've got time. You've got time. Take you 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just put your foot down and your Carrera Hellcat and you'll be fine. So um, do remember to subscribe to the Piston Podcast and leave it a good review if you're on that platform. I don't know what you do on Spotify. Can you subs- What do you do on Spotify to podcasts? <laughs> I don't really know. You can't subscribe. On, no, you just listen to it. You just listen to them, stream, stream them, it and like it and stuff. The Piston Podcast is I actually like it's in the charts for automotive podcasts. So thank you everybody, uh, thank you everybody for that. Um, exciting stuff. Next week would have been the Good Festival of Speed, um, but don't worry. Just because it's not going on doesn't mean we're not going to celebrate because there is sort of a little Goodwood Festival of Speed special oh, yeah, there with is, an interview yeah. from last yeah. year. The week after that, 
I've got a guest on. The week after that, I've got another guest. Week after that, hopefully, I've got another guest. I'm not going to spoil them, but they're interesting stuff. Many, many guests. Many guests, yes, talking to everybody. Um, I think I've got an American guest coming on. I don't know. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, which will be a fourth, I think. So, very guested up. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Matthew, for coming on the podcast last minute. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, follow you, follow Matthew on social media. You've got Instagram and Twitter now, haven't you? So you're yes, on Instagram, you're... Matthew Loverhouse. On Twitter, I'm Matthew LR2, because Matthew LR was taken. You're the second generation. That's what I say. <clears throat> yes. Yes. And check out Matthew's article on Drive Tribe, Matthew Loverhouse. Yes, um, thank you very much. Thank you, Matthew, for coming on. Remember, you can follow me on social media as well. I'm Daniel Cars 5 on everywhere. And remember, subscribe to the Vistan Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Stay safe, everybody, and, yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control. It's time for the Piston Podcast.